Hi everyone. Uh, good morning. Uh, this is Sean Perrick from Integrity Offshore Staffing. Today I have with me Marcy Rader uh, and Ted Rosedale. Uh, we are bringing to you our uh, series BKOT, which is Build a Kick-Ass Offshore Team. This is another episode and we have with us Marcy. Marcy is a consultant advisor to many uh, small businesses, accounting firms. Uh, she is a founder of Work Well Play More uh, business, wherein she advises on remote working, time management. Uh, she is an offshore staffing coach with Integrity and also helps a lot of clients uh, of Integrity in, in advising and remote working. Um, we have with us Ted Rosedale. Ted is my colleague. He is vice president with Integrity and uh, he is in New York City. So, how is New York City, Ted? We're doing okay. We're surviving. Yeah, Thank you for asking. And Marcy is from Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm sorry, I forgot that. So uh, our today's topic is: uh, Do small firms need uh, office? And it is so relevant. I mean, it is coincidental. Uh, we were supposed to, we were scheduled to do this, and right now, because of COVID-19, uh, it sounds so relevant. Not just in accounting industry, for every business today. So uh, to start off, uh, to start off this with you, Marcy, uh, can you share your thoughts around uh, around this, especially in accounting industry, because we work in that industry? If 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 firms need a physical office, yes, yes, um, no, not not everyone. Of course, I mean there are certain things that need to be done in a physical office, but for what Integrity does, uh, no, it, it, there there doesn't need to be a physical space. And what I think is, if we have to look at this situation with COVID-19 in a positive way, companies are being forced to be creative about working remote. And with their internal, if they've been hesitant about using offshore staffing or that kind of work environment, because they're not used to it, they're not sure how it would be to not have direct contact with somebody. Now they're being forced to see how that works because a lot of states, um, Massachusetts, North Carolina, New York, they're saying, you know, don't go into the office, work from home, and people are just having to figure it out. And so I think that the positive that will come from this from a work standpoint is that people will see that it can be done and you don't have to have everybody in the same office to do the tasks that need to be done. But then my question would be, you know, uh, uh, accounting industry, and of course, then I'll come to you about to know your thoughts about it. Accounting industry, I was reading a data point that probably more than 50% of the people are, are, you know, baby boomers or what we say as, as, as beyond 15 their age. So, uh, you know, and of course, even their clientele, you know. So what are your thoughts there? I mean, uh, when you talk about remote working, uh, of course, there are tools, technologies available, and we'll talk about that. But when we look at this from a practical standpoint about, you know, their experience and age of accounting firms and accounting firm owners and partners and uh, uh, the demography of their clients. Is this a question for me? Because I'm happy to answer. Okay, I thought you mentioned Ted. Um, I, I think that the 
there may be more baby boomers um, that feel more comfortable working in a physical office, but I'm Gen X, I'm 45 years old, and I've worked remotely since 2002. Um, I had a manager that I never met, but one time face-to-face in six years, and I felt just, I mean, our whole team was remote. This is not a new thing. You know, this, people have been working remotely and globally and, and working offshore for at least 15 years easily. And so it's, um, you know, for me, I, I don't think it's so much an age or generational um, issue. I think it's more of an industry and some industries are more used to working in a physical space altogether than others. So to me, it's more industry specific. So Teddy, uh, uh, currently you are working from home. So of course you, you would be kind of, so that's an obvious, but still yes. I, would, I would like to know about, you know, uh, uh, I think, uh, what is your thoughts on, on, you know, people, you know, firm accounting firms going virtual? Uh, Absolutely. Well, what I find is that today more than ever accountants and individuals over a certain age are more receptive to the concept of working remotely. Technology um, supports, supports working remotely. Um, management supports working remotely today. Just a few years ago without the inventions of TeamViewer and GoToMyPC, and other accounting solutions, it was actually impossible to do uh, remote work. But today, accounting firms could have cloud-based software and tracking software to allow their employees to work virtually. It's, it's very efficient today, and um, it's promoted by firms of all, all, of all sizes. And we see that with our clients every day. And more, uh, and I mean, when I, when I think, think about going virtual more, I mean, we have clients who are completely virtual. And when I say clients which are completely virtual, not just having a small team of four or five people, clients which are virtual and have a, have a team of like 50 people, 60 people. But, uh, uh, you know, when we, when we work with accounting firms, we, we come to know that they have clients beyond the age of 60. And whose asking rates are, I mean, their needs are different, basically. They want that pickup. And they want, they want, you know, they want somebody to pick up their documents and deliver their documents. They would like to have that face-to-face -face meeting, uh, whether it's the, at the office of a accounting firm or at the office of, I mean, a client or a home, you know. Yeah. Um, I was talking to one of my clients in New York, uh, Red Lake Financial Services, Scott Kilder. Right. And I was discussing this point with him. And he specializes, you know, in those nanny payrolls and, oh, you know, Older pe helping older people with their uh, uh, financial savings, uh, retirement, and accounting tax, everything. So, so when I was talking to them, when I, when I was talking to Scott, and I told him that why you are not, you know, going completely virtual when you are technologically savvy, and one of the reasons he pointed out was my client. I can, you know, I I need to be physically present to serve my client because my client demographic is such. So, so one, of the, one of the key reasons we are, you know, which, which could really you know, impact in your decisions of whether to go uh, virtual, uh, whether wholly or partially, uh, depends on your clientele, apart from usage of technology. Yeah. Of course, I agree that going virtual adds more scalability 
to the business. Uh, add, add more, you can add more services to the business. Your reach expands. The flexibility in the work is more. Yeah. And uh, so, but still one of the factors probably still today is you need a, just like attorneys or family attorneys you have, you need local, you need accountants who, who are local. But still you have a lot of firms who are growing and, and, and they, might have, they might be headquartered at one place, but having presence across the United States. Exactly. So yeah, uh, virtual, virtual firms are growing, but, uh, but, but one of the things is, is clientel. And one thing I, I agree with you, Marcy, is somewhere it's an industry issue. A lot many industries have kind of grown organically and adapted to, you know, the culture of remote working, the culture of virtual, you know, offices, culture of, culture of shared workspace. Mm -hmm. uh, we have clients who actually, you know, does not have office. They work from places of we work or shared workspaces, you know, in, especially in New York City, you know. Exactly. Um, so we have tons of clients in New York City. I mean, Ted can, you know, uh, answer that better but who practically work and they do, you know, I mean, I was thinking that probably they might be a one or two people firm considering the fact that they work from a shared workspace. And what we realized when we started working with them, they're doing 1.5, 2 million revenue and they have a person in Arizona working from them, working for them. They have a person in Tampa working from them. So, so it's, it's, it was, it was amazing to know that, you know, people are embracing this concept and, and right now, uh, rightly said that in a situation of COVID-19 where remote working is going to kind of grow because people are forcibly required to work remotely uh, mm -hmm. given a situation where you don't are not allowed to do, have any personal contact and um, especially, you know, New York City. <laughs> Ted. Right. So, so then can uh, you make a point about your, your client that said his clientele, you know, there a lot of them are over 60 and they like that face-to-face -face contact. <clears throat> you know, there are probably accountants and businesses out there that they like that face-to-face -face contact too, or there is, um, there are people in their office that really enjoy that face-to-face -face contact. And so it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And that's, that's a really important point, I think, to, to share with people is that you don't have to be all virtual or all remote and that, or all brick and mortar face to face. You know, um, you could serve 80% of your clients via teleconference. And then there's the 20% of your clients that still like that face to face contact that limits your geographic region that you can serve, but you know, but only for that 20% of clients and, you know, for your staff, it could be that, you like to have, you know, you want the, you know, maybe the majority or some of them to be there with you because maybe you're an extrovert and you just need to have an office to go into and see people every day. But it doesn't mean that it has to be one or the other where you're all virtual or you're all in one office. So I think it, depending on the personality of the business, you can have a good mix. Absolutely. absolutely. It, it has to be a hybrid model where you decide, you know, what, what percentage, I mean, and it starts like that. I mean, you start working from home, worrying about going to the office. And once you start doing that, you know, you will realize that there are ways and means where, you know, you can actually practically work from your laptop going on to, going, going to the cloud. I mean, I travel 
right now I'm, you know, I'm talking from India right now, but I, you know, travel to United States seven or eight months or nine months a year. And uh, we are expanding to Canada. So Canada, we have about 25, 30 clients. So I travel and what I need to stay connected with all my team in India, all my team in US, and, and we have one person in Canada, everywhere, you know, is my laptop and internet. Everything else, you know, is, is, some, is on cloud, accessible, I mean. And I'm so worry-free, you know, there are automatic backups, so I'm not worry, worried about the data, you know. And these are secure, I mean, it's as secure as a bank. I mean, if you trust bank, you have to trust clouds also. <laughs> So, right, right. Yeah. And with in, Integrity's security and their, your physical office there in India, is it's probably more secure than most accounting firms. Yeah. You know, just the, the level, the layers of security that you provide, it's, I would say it's probably more secure than a lot of firms even here. Well, uh, 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 security is, uh, it's just like uh, a mindset. Rather, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would not say a myth, but it's a mindset which needs to be taken seriously. We have done that as a team, and what we wanted is we, when we are partnering with firms, we wanted to build that trust. And I, I mentioned to you when we initially started talking, you know, uh, probably that we wanted to build that trust, and and that's one of the reasons, you know, that we need to stay compliant, whatever may be the situation, whatever may be the, you know, the thinking. Of the other side, we have client who doesn't doesn't care about it, right? Right, Terry. I mean, yeah. You have to make the clients comfortable. Um, they have to know that work is being done the right way. It's being done in a secure environment, and that um, they want to know the security is there. So we have it, and um, <clears throat> and a lot of time, in a lot of occasions, our our office is more secure than their office. You know, that's we have, we put that work in to stress that point. It's very important. Um, that their data and their clients' data is secure. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, one of the things I want to highlight today is, I mean, see, technically, when you talk about security, today, we are in a world where the only thing which is secured in a computer is, is where, you know, you chain it and throw it in the middle of an ocean and expect it never to retrieve it. That's the yeah. secure thing. Yeah. I mean, in the Google era. But yes, we respect security because we are an organization where our client has to have certain level of security by the regulations, by the environment, by, by their clients. Yeah. So that's where we have com- make compliance an important part of our, uh, you know, performance culture, our, our overall organizational culture. Um, having said that, uh, uh, some of our client doesn't give, you know, I mean, doesn't, care about what they say that, you know, as, as long as I'm working with you and I am responsible for my clients, I don't care, you know, I, I, I would like to work with partners who know what they're doing. But right. it is our mandate that we would stay on top of this. So accountant's office, you say, yeah, pap- I mean, most of the accountants have papers everywhere. You know, you can put plug in USB drives <laughs> and, and you can download anything. You are not allowed in integrity's right. office. There are restrictions on website. There are no downloads and uploads and there are no mobile phones and there are no printers. So that way, it is definitely too much higher security. Talking about that, you know, I I, I would like to ask you, and Marcy, I was going through your website and you have actually, you know, recommended a lot of applications. Uh, uh, 
which can be used uh, to facilitate remote working and to facilitate offshore working. So, uh, especially in accounting sp space, I mean, your your application list, your partner list is very high, but in accounting so account, what would be your recommendation or what would be your thoughts when it comes to you know accounting firms who are thinking of uh, going uh, virtual? Uh, what are the typical applications or typical tools you would tell them to start and then gradually kind of, you know, move on? Yeah. So the first thing is to get a good password management system. Okay. And people that are still, you know, writing their passwords on a sticky or they have an Excel spreadsheet with all their passwords or it's the name of their cat with a number five and an exclamation or something crazy like that. You've got to stop doing that. Um, there are so many benefits to a password management system. One, it, it creates a password for you that, you know, would take like, you know, 300,000 tries to, um, to break because it, it's just a randomly generated password. But also when you share, so I, my password management system of choice is Dashlane. And when I share my password with anyone that works with me, I can choose to share full rights, which I never do, or limited rights. And when you share limited rights, then that means that um, they, they don't have access to the billing or payment section, and they don't have access to change your password. The other thing that is a great benefit for that is if something were to happen and say you had a relationship that went south um, and you can revoke in one, one click, everything that you've shared with that person, every password that you've shared with that person, you can revoke it. And so to me, password management system is number one. Okay. Number two would be a really good project management system. Um, as a productivity coach and speaker, if I could get everybody out of their inbox, I would. Um, tasking, in an inbox is not efficient. Uh, you're not able to prioritize. You, um, there's a lot of back and forth and emails. And so using a project management system, um, I, my system of choice is Asana, but you could use Trello, Microsoft Teams, um, Basecamp, any of those would work. But what's great about it is that I email, like my assistant, I email maybe once a month. I don't, I don't even know when I would do that because um, everything is in our project management system and I can just go in there and see the status. I can write a due date. We can communicate in there and there isn't that back and forth in the inbox. The other great thing about that is if you have um, freelancers or offshore staff or however, you know, whoever they are, you can just provide them access to specific projects or specific tasks. And you can, again, easily revoke that access um, right you know, in one fell swoop if you needed to, or you can give access to an entire project in, in one click. And um, so to me, the two biggest productivity tools would be a good password management system and a, and a project management system that you actually use. So thank you, Marcy, for that uh, input on onto the applications and that that you so typically you highlight. I mean, specifically you highlighted password keeper and project management system. Ted, would like to add something to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of touched on it earlier, but I find for accounting firms, 
the one point that you know really makes a difference in networking and uh, sorry and working remotely is the software you're using to connect virtually to either your to your the accounting firm's um, dedicated machine or whether you're working in the cloud so for example we see a lot of clients using TeamViewer. Go to my PC, um, log me in. These solutions make it much simpler for um, our remote staff to actually work on dedicated machines in the firm's accounting space. So having access to this type of software, you know, is extremely important for an efficient relationship. Um, so that's what I like to suggest and highlight having very good remote access. And, um, today there's a number of software packages that are available for that mm -hmm. accomplish that very easily. I'm going to add another one Go ahead. because that made me think virtual conferencing is so important and yep. seeing people's faces and even just one brief meeting a week with, cause my, my longest time employee full time, um, is in the Philippines and right. and we meet um, once a week over zoom sometimes more but once a week over zoom video conference and it makes such a big difference um, with that sense of connection but also you know when people are pausing because they're thinking if you're on the phone you think you know are you there are you there yeah. or you feel rushed to speak but like I can look at Sean right now and I know he's pondering something you know and and so it, that but then also you can share your desktop so yeah. you know if I need to quickly show you or explain something I can share my desktop and one way that I recommend um, when my clients are you know bringing on um, remote staff or new team members is to record themselves doing whether you use um you know i i just use zoom to record myself but i'll actually open up an application and record myself doing the steps within the application with a voiceover i'm just talking about it as i'm doing it sharing my screen and then i save that recording and i put it into our um we our company manual we call it a success manual and then you know in the table of contents of all the all of our standard operating procedures there's also a video that we've recorded so that way you know sometimes people are better with visual and what's great about the video is that you can pause the video as as the new person is actually going through the steps so that's another way to use technology so that you're not constantly retraining people or reminding people you can just say refer to the video exactly and that reminds me of one of my friends in canada who is also a client monal shah uh, uh, he actually came to India uh, last last week and he started his own practice two years back uh, in, in uh, Toronto, Toronto. So he was actually confused how to scale this up. And he, you know, he actually uh, decided to create videos for, for clients. And now the whole onboarding is so, you can say, if not automated, but at least systematized. Uh, Partially automated, but partially systematized. So mm -hmm. he used this video technique. One of the things I would like to add to what you and, and I mean you both said is, uh, is is actually the collaboration and communication. So it's very important to have a good communication tool. Skype and Slack are best example of that. Yeah. Uh, in our firm, I mean in our company, we have 
I mean, Amer people using American phone numbers, even they are in India. So you can actually talk and text with them the way you normally do here, if firm permits. But they are a web-based phone, basically, web-based US phones. Uh, but more comfortable uh, are the Zoom or Skype or Slack that we use for video meetings, video conferencing, audio calls, instant chat to resolve or instant document sharing. Um, uh, there is one interesting application uh, called Lisio. Uh, uh, actually, Rootworks is one of one of the uh, great uh, you know advisor in accounting industry. They promoted this app. I mean. Uh, secure messaging app, uh, especially for accountants and professionals uh, who want to uh, share secure data with clients. Right. So, so uh, according to me, communication is very, very important when you work with the team. Yes. Especially, it is, it is, it is way more important when you have somebody is not in your office because you cannot shout and tell, you know, please do this work or you cannot, you, you are limited in communication in terms of facial expression, just like Marcy pointed out that, you know, uh, or body language uh, when you're doing an audio call or what kind of mood he is in, what is his, you know, mental uh, situation right now. So in that situation, you al always, you know. Uh, then you can tell when somebody's working. Yes. Yeah, I think it's important to put a face to a name, you know, as simple as that is. Um, people want to know who they're working with. And... Sometimes when I'm talking to a prospective client, when, when, you're, when you're explaining virtual working and working remotely, you have to explain to them, you're working with real people. Yeah. And when you're working with real people, you can FaceTime with them or Skype with them. You know, you want to see who you're working with. That, you have to stress that point because sometimes people lose that. It gets lost in translation. You're working with a real person who works in India. They're working for you. They're an extension of your team. You know, I, I like to stress that point. These are... You're, you're just building an extension of your office. That's really what this is. Yes. So uh, our communication tool is, is, is very important. And as, as, as Terry rightly said, that uh, you need to treat them as a part of your team. If you don't, I mean, when you have a team member, you allow, when you hire a new team member, you allow them to kind of, you know, onboard and understand the basic processes of the firm. You also... Uh, you know, train them on, on things that is unique to your firm, about your clients, about your processes. You actually, you know, do a, do a review, you do a meeting. So all this needs to be done when it comes to any remote staff onshore or offshore. Yeah. Uh, well, that brings me to a, a very good case study and example, which we are going to, you know, Put, put in our description when we go and you I mean when we publish this on YouTube is of a firm called HPC Cloud Accountants. So HPC was Bruce Phillips was a CPA and started this firm called HPC, uh, and it was I mean, I mean it was started as a brick and mortar, and then they actually uh, uh, converted them into a completely virtual firm. Uh, and uh, what happened, I mean, it is, it is a very interesting story and they have a whole YouTube video on this story. Eventually, uh, after converting in, they were about 40, 50 people firm, completely virtually working from United States. They got acquired by one of the largest accounting firms called Aprio. Yep. And yep. they have this division called Aprio Cloud. 
which is like HPC's basically Aprio cloud now. So Bruce Phillips is kind of heading that division in that, or, or is a partner in heading that division, Aprio cloud in the larger firm. So uh, they, they saw that, you know, they're not just buying a firm, they're buying the whole system, which can be replicated into their, in, into the larger firm that they are, you know, they are, you know, and it is, it is the culture that they're bringing on. So, yeah. so it is one of the very good case study. We are going to put this, uh, put the link in, in, in the description of the YouTube video. Um, next question or, or next thing that comes to my mind is, is, uh, when it comes to remote working, especially in accounting industry reference, Marcy and Ted, uh, you you can hire somebody onshore who works remotely from off, you know, uh, from you know their home, and uh, with integrity or partners like integrity, you can hire somebody who is working remotely, but they work remotely from an office of integrity, yes. which is in India basically. So. Uh, what do you think? I mean, practically, I see there are limitations with remote working. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts, Marcy, there? I mean, uh, what do you think about, I mean, when somebody, because you are also advising people on offshore staffing, how, how would you kind of differentiate or kind of filter that what profile is suitable for offshore and what profile is suitable for onshore? Oh, sure. Well, offshore, um, you know, most of the time it's going to be in a very different time zone. Yes. And for me, some people might see that as um, a negative because they can't connect, they can't talk to them at any time of the day, whenever they want. To me, it's a huge benefit to have my, my staff offshore because I wake up in the morning and stuff is done. You know, stuff has been done while I'm sleeping. And, but we always have this window of time. Um, <clears throat> Some people have the window, excuse me, at night. Yeah. We have our window in the morning. And even just this morning, um, we were chatting back and forth. And yesterday morning, because I wanted to get an article out about working from home um, unexpectedly due to coronavirus. And we, you know, from her in the Philippines and me here, we knocked out an article and put it in um, an email campaign, posted it on LinkedIn. We did all of these things by 8 a.m. just together. And she was in the Philippines, you know? So I think that um, the benefit there can be really great that your companies, there really isn't a downtime if you, bring, if you have people from offshore. And what's important to note about integrity is that it is still an office. And because some people worry about, you know, internet speed or, you know, what does their office really look like? And, you know, are they just working from some coffee shop somewhere in India? You know, you have an actual space that they're going to. And so they're getting up every day and, you know, and, and going to work. And um, so I think that, it's, it's a way for businesses to scale because they can work. It, it can be a, you know, 24 hour, five day a week job almost. And also for businesses that need to save money or cut costs somewhere, it's also a good benefit because, you know, what you pay your staff and in integrity 
is a good wage there, but it may not be something, but, it, but here it may be um, out of reach for a smaller firm to, to bring on another three people or even one person, whereas they could go offshore and they could bring that, you know, bring two or three people on and build their business up that way. And so, you know, there's, to me, it's, um, it's, there's, you know, for every negative, I could give you three positives. Ted, your thoughts on that? <clears throat> yes, I, uh, you know, working remotely, you think about it in these two buckets, onshore and offshore. You know, when someone works remotely, domestically here in the US, for example, they could work from home. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's one way of going about working remotely. When you work with integrity, you know, people are working remotely. However, they're working in a controlled situation in an office with great internet access, security. Um, they have their colleagues by them. You know, there's a whole management team in place. So, you know, something as simple as having, an, having a question on, on an accounting concept. I mean, you know, there's, there's team members there the same way as it is when you're working in an office in the U.S. So it creates, you know, it creates a, this um, concept of a team. So our employees in India are working with their colleagues. It's, it's an experience and you're creating a great work environment for the folks that work there. So it's a whole, it's a totally different play on working remotely. Um, and I, I, I happen to see that firms favor that because it creates, once again, this controlled environment where you know people are sitting in an office every day on a set schedule. It's, um, it's a fabulous way of working remotely. Yeah, and how I put it is, you know, working offshore has all advantages of remote working onshore. Plus it kind of, you know, covers those limitations of working remotely onshore. When you work from home, there are certain limitations, you know, when yeah. working from home can be distract, you know, can be distracting. You yeah. know, you, nobody's there to monitor you to view your timing. You know, uh, when you work in an office environment, a controlled situation, as you said, you would typically not behave in a certain behave in a certain way. You can, you know, you'll you'll do your work. Um, especially mobile phones are not given. You know, they have to be deposited before they enter the, their work area. So uh, uh, with uh, remote onshore, there are certain limitations uh, in terms of you know the work environment, the work culture, the security, and most importantly, the productivity when there is no real monitoring can, can be kind of uh, mitigated when you partner with integrity and you have a staff that actually works from office. So you have on one hand, you have all advantages of remote working and you have advantages of working in office environment also. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how I would like to uh, uh, sum up kind of, uh, you know, a different, but still uh, there are some positions I would say, which are, which, which can be handled only from uh, on by onshore team when it yes. comes to client relationships, when, when it comes to you know, uh, extensive and comprehensive decision-making, it has to be handled from America. So you need your core team to be placed in America, yep. talking to clients, resolving their problem, advising them on, on various issues, managing relationship. And, and then, you know, uh, an offshore team can really back them up by providing yeah. them, you know, good and accurate work, all business intelligence and, and, and the reporting that they need 
and you know uh, complete their backlogs and tasks which typically you know save them you know so that their, their focus is constantly on clients and one of uh, i mean i'll also put a link of one of our clients summit cpas and here he he did a podcast probably two or three weeks back with us and he highlighted that after partnering with integrity our kpis i mean key performance indicators for our team has changed and it is now all key performance indicators are more driven towards customer engagement and customer relationship for our onshore team so that has kind of transformed their practice uh post partnering with integrity and you know they are completely remote and he has so beautifully articulated in his video that how he would like to scale with integrity they are a virtual cfo firm so uh that kind of brings uh probably to end to our presentation today to our podcast uh uh i hope everyone who is who has watched has has liked it like this podcast thank you terry and thank you marcy for for giving your inputs and giving your feedback and comments on on this topic uh we would like to do continue to do a lot of podcast and content with you guys and then yeah uh be safe uh in raleigh and in new york and keep us posted teddy thank you i will, I will. thank you thank you